I am Jack Hampton, and this is the Hampton Hoops Podcast. Of course, James Harden is out partying with Little Baby and Travis Scott. He's one of the best competitors in the league. Yeah, shit broke me, dude. <laughs> Surviving and thriving. Let's get it. On today's pod, we discuss the Warriors getting Draymond Green back, the end of a honeymoon era in Philadelphia, and finally, we discuss if the Lakers should trade Anthony Davis. Yes, I said that correctly. We get into all of that and much more, so let's jump into it. What up, what up, Coop? How are you doing, my friend? You know, surviving and thriving. Hey, how was your trip? How was your it trip? It was fire. Got to enjoy Atlanta with Leah for her birthday to see her dad. Enjoyed it. We good trip. Dude, I love that. Me and Philip tried to do our best holding down the fort. We had a lot of fun, I must admit. But we, you were so much missed, man. Cause it felt weird not talking hey, to you, you every know week. What it is. I enjoyed it. I got to li- I got to pee fan as soon as it dropped, so I loved it. All right, well, let's get into the questions for the week. There is so much going on as we get down the stretch of this NBA season. The Warriors just got Draymond Green back when they had him this year. They had the best record in the league leading up to his injury, and then now without him for two months, they were barely over 500. Do you think Draymond can fix this team that has been in a rut for the past two months? 100%. He's obviously, uh, they're playing the Celtics uh, currently, or they're about to start. But um, So we've only seen one full game, but that one full game, Steph dropped 46. Mm. Um, and Steph's been kind of struggling. I, I know you posted a TikTok, and so I'm going to plug your TikTok real quick while we're, while we're doing this. What a guy. <laughs> uh, so... In the one game that he played, Steph dropped 46. I don't know what he shot, but, I mean, when you shoot 46, you're going to obviously shoot pretty efficiently. So he's probably not going to be down there stuck with Russell Westbrook anymore if uh, he keeps playing like that. And you just see how impactful Draymond is. Obviously, he came off the bench when he played 20 minutes, but I'm a big plus-minus guy. You know me and us, know I'm a big analytics guy. Um, in those 20 minutes, he was plus 24, which is the highest in the game. And – that's for any NBA player who plays any minutes, but plus 24 uh, plus minus is pretty dang impressive. Um, and the fact that he has six, six, and seven, one steal in his first game back, um, that's pretty dang spot on. And Steph goes 47, six, and six with 16 of 25 shooting, seven of 14 from three. So, like, I definitely think he'll fix. Uh, what's going on with them right now? Because I mean, he—he's their glue guy. We can't deny that. Um, but I will say this: I still think, from my hot take a couple weeks ago, I still think the Grizzlies are going to hold on and keep them out of that two seed. Uh, mostly just because the Grizzlies' schedule down the stretch is by far one of the easiest um, in the league. Um, That's fair. They're on a road trip right now where they're playing the Pacers, and then I think it goes to the Rockets. Um, I mean, or no, they play at the Hawks. My bad, I skipped the Hawks. Um, you should, we should still be the Hawks. We haven't seen them since Ja got hurt in that game. Um, you'll definitely know what I'm talking about. You, you, <laughs> you were present for the game, or well, no, long. Well, that was a longer story than we want to get into. But you were almost present for the game. Um, but that's the last time I think we've seen the Hawks. So I think they'll be out for some blood. And then you go. <laughs> you were almost present for the game. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll touch on that real quick. Me and my dad, we were supposed to go to that Atlanta game. It was like all the way back in October and stuff when COVID was still like rampant. And, you know, he got us like spent all this money getting us fourth row seats. He had to get like a, he had to be like vaccinated to be like within like the first four rows. And my dad's not vaccinated. And so he like they wouldn't exchange tickets with us or anything. So he just had like $800 down the drain. So it was not a good night. And that night, uh, just a side note, I know we're talking about the Warriors, but I'm plugging our Grizzlies for a second. We were nine and 10 after that loss to Atlanta and Ja had to be carted off the court. And now we are 48 and 22, 26 games over 500. So a lot of things have changed since uh, that Atlanta game. Facts. Like I was saying, I still think the Grizzlies will have the the two seed. We have games with Houston, Indiana, um, and New Orleans still on the schedule. Granted, we do have some pretty tough games. We got a date with Brooklyn next Wednesday. Um, but it's at home. You have at home against Milwaukee, at home against Golden State, at home against Phoenix, um, and at home against Boston. So, like, I mean, you're not having to go on the road too much. You get the home court behind you. And um, I think our Grizzlies can hold on and be the two seed. But I definitely think Draymond coming back um, is a huge thing for them. And uh, I'm going to end what I'm going to say with the, a question for you, Jack. Let's get it. I'm nervous. Obviously, we're talking about Draymond Green, who we both consider one of the best glue guys in the NBA. Um, but the Grizzlies themselves just got a glue guy back recently, and they are 2-0 and with Mr. Dylan Brooks back in the lineup. He came in and took his uh, starting lineup back. Who is more impactful to their team? Honestly... I love Dylan. When me and Andrew were at the Knicks Grizzlies game this past Friday, and I literally like it was Dylan's final game sitting out, and I was just like adoring his outfit. His drip is absolutely insane, and like his defense is crucial for us. His once he gets on a heater, he can get on a heater. He's a better scorer than Draymond is, but honestly, just I'm going to defer to championships here. I think Draymond is more important because it has been proven to win a championship with him as your third option. Uh, alongside Steph and Clay, I mean, they had a 73-9 and season with him as a third option. I think he's more important. He's a defensive anchor, and he's also an absolutely incredible playmaker for everyone, everyone on that team. I mean, Steph Curry, the greatest shooter of all time, wasn't the same with him out. So that just proves how important he is. As much as it pains me to say, I got to go Draymond, man. No, I 100% want win Draymond, but uh, you can't deny oh, the fact no. that these no. Grizzlies. No, no, no. Um, and get, it, we we definitely enjoy getting Dylan back, but it as and I don't want to devalue Dylan by this statement, so don't take it the wrong way. But like, we didn't need him back as much as oh, the Warriors needed sure. Draymond back. Um, it'll like his injury, and obviously I don't ever want him injured because, like you said, he's our second best defensive player behind Jaron, and he's the guy that we put on people like Steph Curry and like. Uh, James Harden or Kyrie or all these guys that are going off who we're probably going to see here mm. shortly. Um, we definitely needed him, but it allows Zaire to kind of grow into his own after coming back from his own injury uh, and let him be in that starting lineup and play with Ja, give valuable minutes, um, valuable misses. I know that sounds weird to say, but that miss against uh, the 76ers uh, it was probably a month ago now, but um, he missed a game clinching three and then from there on, he shot up in the best with field goal percentage from three. He shot like 42% over the mm. last month and a half. So, like, he got valuable minutes for a rookie. And so, like, as much as Draymond was, like you just said, 
they needed him back more than they more than anything because they were fading and struggling. I think you said they were just barely above 500. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, we obviously were cruising along with Dylan, but that's just our depth. Like, with the Warriors, like you said, championships are definitely what you got to look at here. Grizzlies obviously haven't won any. We've been in playoff contention and uh, fighting as a young team, but we obviously, Dylan hasn't had that championship DNA yet, so he hasn't impacted it in that way. But Dylan's been an incredible Grizzly, and we're happy to have him back. So I definitely just had to plug him in for a second. For sure. And that, dude, that's a great point with, um, like, we didn't need him as much as the Warriors because. I mean, it's true because we have really good depth. And Draymond, I mean, it was this is how what the Warriors were with Draymond. They were 29 and 6, top of the league, by far the best record. He goes out, they're 18 and 16, and struggling just to stay afloat. I mean, that's an average team without Draymond Green. Because, I mean, we saw them last year. They got bounced in the play in by, guess who, the Memphis Grizzlies last year without Draymond Green. Granted, they didn't have Clay Thompson, but Clay Thompson, he's been good this year, but he hasn't been the Clay Thompson of old, if we're being real. So um, I definitely agree with you there. And I think it's just as simple with the Warriors. If they have Draymond back, I mean, they're they're a serious contender. And I was, I was talking to a kid uh, in the comments on TikTok the other day, and he was a Warriors fan. He was telling me, he was like, dude, I love playing the Grizzlies as a Warriors fan. I love watching Ja. And that just like gave me chills because that's how I feel about the Warriors. That's how I felt about them since 2015. Curry is just like an absolute like circus it's a show to watch and i feel like we have that same pedigree now and i think that series would be so damn fun no matter who wins you know because I, I feel like it could go six or seven and how you know dylan versus draymond can you imagine them barking at each other on the same floor i, I would just be in heaven watching that series oh the amount of trash talking that would go on in that series would yes. be absolutely magical um because <laughs> we might be oh, young yeah, cats, but they sure. want all the smoke, uh, quote-unquote. Um, I'd love that series. And like you said, I honestly wouldn't care who lost because we can't we can't forget that the uh, Warriors just that few, just a few years ago broke exactly. the record for best record in the league. Um, only had nine losses on the year. Um, and, I mean, you can't deny just how good that core is together. And like you said, Clay hasn't even – gotten back to pure clay form and you know we might never see it again um i'm still holding out hope because i love clay thompson um but he's he's suffered two pretty significant injuries so you can't expect him to come back and just be the same player it's going to take him a little bit and i definitely think they've done a good job of allowing him to just kind of work his way back in shoot his way back in because I'd be danged. He he should probably shot more field goals. He's getting um, them FGAs up, man. <laughs> he's getting them FGAs up because I swear every time I watch them, this man is shooting like thirty times a game. I'm like, all right, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep keep going. Mm-hmm. They're gonna fall eventually. Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree because <laughs> you can't expect him. Like, and hopefully he's still working his way back into it. I mean, after missing two full years, Lord knows how long it takes to get back into shape. It may take another year for him to look even you know similar to how he has looked in the past let's let's pivot here to the um philadelphia 76ers you know not too long ago a couple weeks ago there was a whole parade for this team you know james harden and joel Embiid, they're the next shack and kobe i didn't buy it cooper i don't think you bought it that much i mean we bought that they're nah. they're gonna be a threat in the playoffs for sure but shack and kobe let's get real i mean they want they won three championships together 
And the Sixers now are starting to come back down to earth now that they're not playing the Timberwolves and the New York Knicks. They're playing actual good teams, and they're coming back down to earth. They've lost three of their last five. Cooper, do you still think they can make a finals run? I, I don't remember exactly what I said when we talked about it, and I don't even know if I said it, but I was like, I think I'm circling the um, Brooklyn versus Philly game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I said I'm circling that one to see what they're really made of. Um and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that James Harden... Three for 17. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And obviously, everybody's going to have a bad night. But the fact that you had a bad night against the team that you literally just forced your way out of. And not only did you have a bad night, they had an incredible night. I think I texted you in the third quarter of that game. I was like, they're shooting 60% from three and 55 from the field. I was like, this is at an absolute onslaught. I was like... <laughs> they're showing absolutely no mercy um and and obviously yes that i'm just referring to one game but you've definitely noticed the honeymoon phase is over um james martin isn't running off the ball which you and i both were like this man mm-hmm. will stand still in the corner when he's not getting his iso ball mm-hmm. um you've seen <laughs> defensive lapses um i mean heck matisse Thibel had six steals the other night nine points in the first quarter and you still lose I mean, if you're getting nine points from Matisse Thybul, that's like another player giving you 30. Mm-hmm. Like, Matisse is not going to score you nine points every night. But six steals is also something where you're like, how are you losing this game? Um, and I, it's just, you you said it, I, I, yeah, you definitely said it when we talked about this trade at the trade deadline special. Um, you said, I feel they gave up too much of their depth in the trade. They lost Seth Curry, who was having a career year and was their best three-point shooter by far. Uh, and then you also gave up your backup center, who, I mean, he can still get you double-doubles off the bench. Um, that's two guys. And not to mention, they, they replaced their backup center with DeAndre Jordan, who is a guy who just got cut by the Lakers, who are nine games under 500. If he can't even be a rotation player in that team on that team how can he be a rotation player for a championship aspiring team you know it just i they need center help and you couldn't even be their center help deandre jordan is a bomb uh i think you were the one telling me the story about how back when he was with the clippers they said put him in a gym and tell him he's not allowed to dunk the ball or uh shoot a two-foot layup he would never make a shot (laughs) charles barkley said that if you put him in a gym by himself he couldn't and he's gotten worse. Like he doesn't play defense. He's a liability. And not that not that Drummond is the greatest defensive center in the league, but Drummond's not any a major liability. He's still gonna get defensive rebounds and he's gonna occasionally get blocks and he's gonna alter shots. I don't he's never gonna be like the Jaron Jackson's Rudy Gobert's in the world blocking shots. I actually I have to backtrack. I I did not put Rudy Gobert in the same category as Jaron Jackson. That was offensive to Jaron. I'm sorry, Jaron. Uh, screw Rudy Go- Gobert. Um, <laughs> yes, but back to what I was saying. He he's not gonna he he's not a liability like uh, Jordan. Um, and Shake Milton's obviously back, and I like Shake Milton, but he's not Seth Curry shooting wise. Um, he's more. Of, I would probably consider him comparing like a Jordan Clarkson. Um, he can shoot off the bounce. He's a scorer at heart, but like he's not gonna shoot threes. This team has nobody to shoot threes other than James Harden, Joel Embiid, occasionally Tobias Harris, um, and Danny Green when he plays. But Danny Green's also 45 years old, so like he belongs in the Lakers if we're being honest. But I love Danny Green, so don't take that as me hating on Danny. But 
<laughs> you said it best. They, they lost their depth. They lost their three-point shooting. And it's crazy to think that one dude was their three-point shooting. But when James Harden has a three-for-17 night, who else is scoring other than Joel Embiid? Um, and so I think they've definitely come back down to earth. And I think they're, they're, they're obviously still a really good team. And they just beat a team that I love a lot in the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. But also, Cleveland Cavaliers are down a couple players right now. So... Um, they definitely needed this win. Um, yep. James Harden had 21 and 11, still five of 12 shooting, which is not good. Um, Joel Embiid definitely carried them this game with 35, 17, um, 13 of 19 shooting. But it's just Jeez. when when you're literally relying on guys like Georges Niang and Danny Green to be your three point threats, um, obviously out like I said outside of James Harden. And I guess Tyrese Maxey, you can put him as he can be a three-point threat, but that's not his game either. I'm really trying to find a positive to give them, but like... Whenever you said George D.A., that shit broke me. <laughs> I mean, he literally comes in, he's one for five from the field, and they're all from three, or one for four from three. So, like, the man just comes in to shoot threes. Um, but defensively, they just look lacking. Just defensively, they look worse. Which obviously you traded away Ben Simmons. He wasn't playing for you, but you were still a better team defensively than before James Harden got there. And you just see them having to do what most James Harden teams have to do: outscore everybody. Um, and I just don't think that's how Joel Embiid plays. And I also just don't think that's how he wants to play. We always knew it was a weird fit. I still think they can compete in the playoffs. Obviously, a seven-game series with them in it, you still have Joel Embiid who arguably is going to be the best player on the court night in, night out. Um, but I, I doubt highly that they'll be in the finals. I, I don't see it at all. That's fair. Um, I'm going to start by going back to the game that you had circled, which was that Philly-Brooklyn game. And uh, I, I've heard a nickname recently that I absolutely love. Of course, it's I'm pretty sure it's by our guy Chris Vernon who calls James Harden small game James. <laughs> because he never shows up in the playoffs, never shows up for huge games, and this was a huge game. Um, small game James, after getting beat by 30 and going 3 of 17 from the field, he decided to go to the club afterwards and party with Lil Baby and Travis Scott, and he had a grand old time. But what that tells me is he doesn't give a shit about the game. And we can obviously see that because he doesn't move off ball after you know the first three games with the team, and he doesn't play defense. Um, I was telling Philip last week, I'm kind of glad there's a villain in the NBA because there's no defending this guy. Yes, there's – name one person who James Harden is their favorite player. Nobody wants to watch somebody shoot 25 free throws a game. That's, Nobody wants to watch no. it, you know? And can they make a finals run? My answer, it's not – it's boring. It's not what you want to hear. It's not yes or no. It's maybe because, I don't know, the East is still – wide open but i you know i'm picking milwaukee and miami in a series i am you know i may even pick boston in a series at this point because i feel like boston defensively we're going to get into them next but i think they could cause james real problems shoot i'd even pick brooklyn over them in a series yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great point that's a great point all right well, let's move on into boston uh they've been on an absolute tear lately after having a really poor start to the season uh, their coach Imei Udoka, I'm pretty sure is how you say his yeah, name, but he's he's done a great job. Um, what is your ceiling on the Celtics in the playoffs? 
I, I too like this Celtics team. Where are they right now? They're the five seed. Yeah, but it's like it's minimal it's, games yeah. separating everyone. Yeah. If they win one and a half games, I think if I'm doing that math right, they'll be the three seed. But all right, let's just we're just gonna go with hypotheticals. So if the playoffs started today, they're playing Chicago. I think they beat Chicago. I agree. Miami's the one seed. I don't see them beating Miami. Um, no, I don't either. I I think they're definitely capable of not getting swept because <laughs> they're they're yeah. a good enough team to not get swept. Um, I think it goes six. I think I think they can go six seven with any team. I think they can go toe to toe with any team. Um, but I still think their ceiling is uh, uh, second round, maybe maybe get to the conference finals, but not win it. Um, I and don't get me wrong, Jason Tatum is one of my favorite players. I love Jay Teddy. Um, has Jalen Brown come back yet? Uh, yeah, he has. Uh, he's he's honestly looked like healthy. I'm pretty sure. Okay, good. Um, them their biggest key, and I know I say this with a lot of teams, but their biggest key is health. Um, because they've struggled with keeping everybody healthy uh, most years. Um, and that's their biggest biggest issue um is staying healthy through a series um i think they fixed you and i both thought they fixed their depth issue when they uh traded for Derek white uh, we both loved that move um it got them a guy who can handle the ball and it got them a guy who can shoot and play defense off the bench um, he literally does everything incredible or well not let me rephrase it he does everything really well he's a really solid role player um and they needed somebody like that um apparently al horford is a god again and i say that laughingly because of how mad i was during the uh grizzlies celtics game a few weeks ago because uh al horford dropped like 30 on us and it was just unbearable to watch but that whole game was unbearable dude i fucking hated that game. Yeah, i hate when we play on uh, national tv um except yeah. what's funny is the two national tv games that i've actually been to in person we've won but every other national tv game where i'm sitting in my recliner we lose so i guess there's just a little <laughs> something going on there um speaking of national tv dude have you seen what espn's doing in memphis next week background and i heard them mention something about how the espn was just gonna be down there the entire day uh yeah like with the grizzlies i was like wait so espn all day is just gonna be like grizzlies content and i was like <laughs> Count me in. I'm scared to work. <laughs> no, dead ass, dude. I was literally, I was thinking, I was like, dude, I hope I don't have to work because literally I will sit and watch that all day. Stephen A. Smith's coming to Memphis. Will Bond's coming to Memphis. Mike Greenberg's coming to Memphis. The whole set, Malika Andrews, they're all coming to Memphis for that Brooklyn Nets game. I think it's next Wednesday, maybe. I may be wrong on the date. I know it's next week against the Nets. Kyrie will be able to play, and so will KD. And, dude, that's going to be fun. It's a game I wish I was going to, but I'm glad I'm watching it on TV because this shit never happens for us, you know? Yeah, facts. Um, so hopefully we play really well because um, I always just get really weirded out when we play on national TV. Um, but mm. I, I definitely enjoy the Celtics. Defensively, I think they'll give anybody struggles. But like I said, if it plays out the way it is right now, which obviously the East is – as you've already said, pretty wide open. They lose two games. They're all the way down to like the seven <laughs> seed having to play in. And if they win two games and the teams above them lose, they're the three seed. So like there's a lot that can still happen between now and the playoffs. But that's the whole that's the fun of the 
part of the season we're in right now, but if they had to start out as the five seed playing against Chicago, I definitely think they beat Chicago. Um, and then I think they lose to the Miami just, just because the heat are so much like that's two defensive juggernauts going at each other. But I just think the heat have a little bit more firepower. Um, than, yeah. than the Celtics do. That's fair. That'd be a whole lot of 85 to like 81 games in that series. <laughs> we'd, look, we'd look like we were back in the uh, 2000, 2010s, Facts. somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't know. My spiel on the Celtics is uh, their defense has been close to number one in the league, uh, I think, since the New Year mark. And that's, that's going to carry you in the playoffs. And I think that's big. The question is the offense. If JT and Jalen Brown go dry, then I, you know, I don't really know who else can give it. Yeah, Derek White can get on a heater, but you know who knows. Um, I was listening to uh, the mismatch today, and Kevin O'Connor was saying their thing is like depth, like we we're talking about earlier. If they can have a six-seven man rotation in the playoffs, I think they'll be fine. But I mean, if they got one guy going down, like you said, then you know I don't know. I think my ceiling on them is probably. You know, the top of the top is the conference finals. And, of course, I don't have them. I don't think they can get to the finals by any means. But I think the conference finals, I think you and I see eye to eye on that. The, if they started today, I wouldn't I wouldn't pick them against Miami. But I think they could give them a run for their money for sure. Um, maybe I just have an inflated opinion of Boston because they beat our ass on national TV last week. But I think they're a really, really good team. Um, I think they're like 41 and 26 now. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's their record right now. So they're they're uh, they're really really good. 41 and 28. You were close. Okay, close. I have it right in here in front of me. I was literally looking at <laughs> it the, the whole best. time. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> All right, let's let's shift to uh, you know the play-in tournament if it was going to start today because we're we're talking about a lot of starts today that are not starting today. But if the play-in were to start today, these would be the matchups. Lakers, Pelicans, T-Wolves, Clippers, Raptors, Nets, Hawks, Hornets. Cooper, which matchup would you want to see the most and what stick? Ooh, um, I definitely, that Brooklyn uh, uh, Raptors one would be fire. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. The Raptors are playing really, really good basketball right now. And obviously the Nets are the Nets. Um, and it would work out in the Nets' favor right now because if they were the eighth seed and Toronto was the seventh seed, they'd be playing at Toronto. Um, he still can't play there. That's a thing because of Canada. Oh, shoot. I forgot Canada's got some strict I know, bro. Oh, never mind, man. Yeah. Uh, I still think that'd be the most fun one, uh, if I'm being honest. It is fun the as La- hell. Yeah. The Lakers versus um, – wait, the Lakers-Pelicans. If the Lakers lost, they're done, right? That's how the nine, eight, nine, uh, ten. I works. believe so. Yeah, that's nine, ten. Yeah, that's nine, ten. Yep. They're, it's the same position you, we were in with the Spurs last year. Fair enough. I think I, I think the Lakers would win that. Um, mm-hmm. But seeing as they're actually they're getting their butts handed to them right now by the uh, Timberwolves, I'm still holding out hope that they fall out completely. Hey, Russ just made a three. No, I don't. I don't want them to fall out, bro. Because you remember we have their pick. Oh, so if they get that seed, yep. they can just we just need them to lose yeah. real quick. Yeah, we just like need the them to like make the play on the play in. We yeah. need them to make the play in. They can they can make it as the ten like seed and be the away team and just get absolutely massacred by a CJ McCollum. Imagine <laughs> to play a nine ten play in in New Orleans. <laughs> I think that'd be. I I would I would watch that one just because of how funny it'd be to see LeBron like having a fight to even make the playoffs, um, which he's doing all year. And shout out LeBron because I mean, he's he's having an incredible season and. Yeah. He's ancient, 
but he's literally like willing a team to even be close to making the playoffs. Like if they lose tonight, they're tied with the Pelicans for the 10 seed. Um, mm-hmm. Well, they'll be a half game above me as they've played one less game, but I don't think that's a, a thing you want to be associated with. Like don't, don't <laughs> Pelicans fans don't come for me, but the Pelicans are not very good. Um, worst defense other than like obviously the teams that don't have above that don't ha- don't even have 20 wins yet um, right so like that'd be a tough tough spot tough scene for the Lakers um, but I, in my opinion I would love to watch Toronto Brooklyn because Toronto is really hot right now and I obviously Brooklyn is Brooklyn and KD in a winner it'd go be home. KD versus the entire team exactly. I love that K- well, KD in a winner go home situation sounds like a matchup I'd want to see because um, he can go off for a thousand points if he wants to because he's one of the best scorers if not the best scorer but right those are some interesting matchups but I'm definitely telling you keep it San Antonio is two games behind that 10 spot um, and I would probably San Antonio against the Lakers I'd probably take San Antonio more than I would New Orleans over the Lakers Dejounte Murray. Yeah, that's my boy. Dejounte Murray. Oh, we love him so much. Anyways, all right. So the, the Raptors Nets thing. I was in between that and a Lakers Pelicans. I would love the Raptors Nets. I would hate that Kyrie's not playing. But honestly, KD just dropped fifty three. I'd love to see him versus the entire Raptors. That'd be great. Yeah. But I'm gonna touch on the Lakers Pelicans just a little bit. You know, some hypotheticals. What if Zion versus LeBron? Like, what if Zion's back by then? Like, that would be box office and also a little bit to build on the lebron thing uh my dad's like like a bona fide hater of lebron (laughs) you know how i am i'm like indifferent about him but he was he was like talking to me he's like what lebron's gonna you know fake an injury and quit for the rest of the year which had me thinking you know remember his first year with the lakers he kind of had an injury and fizzled out after he saw they weren't going to make the playoffs and i don't blame him you know and i've been thinking to myself all year why is lebron just not shutting it down i mean they they have nothing to play for i i wouldn't want to see that as a fan i would absolutely hate to see that and despise it that'd be something james harden would do (laughs) but at the same time i keep you know, I'm like, it, it would be like LeBron to, you know, kind of just be like, you know what? I got a lot of mileage. I'm just going to shut it down for the year. But I was watching Skip Bayless the other day, and he was saying how far he was away from Kareem. And that is why I think he's still playing. He wants to be that all-time leading scorer, which he'll eventually get there next year, and he just wants to keep building on that. And he could still win the scoring title for this year, which means you average you know, the most points per game, which is an incredible accomplishment, especially at 37 years old. I think that's why he's still playing. What do you think about that? I, honestly, I didn't even know that he was close to the – or I didn't even know he was the scoring title this year. But he's, I definitely can see those being factors. But I was also going to be like, that first year where he sat – I think the injury was a little bit worse. Like, obviously, he's going to pop up on the injury report um, this season because mm-hmm. I have him on fantasy, um, and he pops up, like, day-to-day every single game. And that's mostly because of mm-hmm. age, and they sometimes if they're in the back-to-the-back, they'll sit him, um, which most teams do with if they're a veteran team. I also think, like, part of it's pride. Um, and I think part of it's, like, he's sitting there, and he's like, dude, I literally made them trade away everything we had to get Russell Westbrook. If this doesn't work out, like, I feel like it'd take an ego shot for it. You know what I mean? Um, right. I mean, obviously, this is me trying to get in the head of LeBron James right now, which 
I don't think it's a wise thing for me to do, but I just feel like some of it's a little bit of pride because he's like, I really thought this was going to work. Um, and I can't let it be because I sit out the whole year and Anthony Davis has played a whole five games this season. Um, I, re- I, I think you're probably more closer to it just with the, he wants to be that scoring, do something that's not really been done by a 37 year old. Um, Mm-hmm. Which is be the scoring lead, or scoring title leader, and then also, like you said, he's going for Wilt's record. Um, but I also, I think maybe a little bit of his uh, plan that GM LeBron hasn't worked out the way GM LeBron thought it would. So I think I was, I was thinking that the whole time you were talking. But he's probably staying out there just to score. And honestly, you never know with older guys, them, it's harder for them to stay in shape and get back into shape. So he might just be like, look. I can't afford to sit out and take so much time to get back in shape. Um, we're just going to keep going, keep grinding. And honestly, he's having, for a 37-year-old to be having the career he's, or the year that he's having right now, some guys don't Incredible. even hit that ever. And he's having it at age 37. Um, he's mm-hmm. still an incredible basketball player. As much as I dislike most of the things he does off the court, obviously he does a lot for the city of uh, Cleveland and all that stuff and where he's from in Ohio and he does a lot of things like that but I'm I'm more talk about when LeBron thinks uh, he's a politic politician um, but no honestly you can't deny how good of a basketball player he is and yeah he, he probably just wants to get that scoring title so he can be like I was 37 years old and I won the scoring title uh, yeah because I, I mean that was the only plausible thing because I'm just like I don't think he'll quit on his team, but like I just think like he would be smart about his body. So I'd be like, I could see him like you know sitting out. But then I was like, you know what? That makes sense. He's gonna. It's not. I wouldn't call it stat padding. I think it's just more competitiveness of like I want to get a scoring title at fucking thirty-seven years yeah. old. That's what I want to do this year. <laughs> he's he's one of the best competitors in the league. I mean, you can't deny that he is one of the best competitors. He James Harden totally would sit out the year. <laughs> mm-hmm. But exactly for sure Jay, uh, lebron you can't deny the fact that he is uh, a really he's a really big competitor yeah sticking on the lakers uh anthony davis is still under contract for the next few years um but i've been seeing like little murmurs here and there it's not in the news really all that often because people aren't that out on him but i think they will be in the off season to tell you the truth um i've heard murmurs about you know lakers there's nothing from inside saying that they want to trade, but just, you know, people that talk about the league, you know, asking this question. So Cooper, do you think they should trade the Lakers should trade Anthony Davis in the off season? (laughs) Wow. That's actually really interesting. I kind of want to play devil's advocate and play both sides, but, um, which I, which I might still do, but you, all right. When he plays, you and I both agree that he is, an incredible basketball player. Nobody's ever argued how good of a basketball mm. player it is. He is. It's just availability is his biggest issue. Um, and honestly, any team in the league would take an Anthony Davis. Um, maybe every team in the league would take an Anthony Davis. Depends on like cap situation, obviously, and just like their roster. But I can. I think it would benefit the Lakers more to trade him um and obviously this is kind of off the dome but you could you obviously have no none of your picks for the foreseeable future your best young depth piece 
is I'm going to say Austin Reeves because I, I think Austin Reeves had a better year than Talonhorn Tucker. Um, but you have Talonhorn Tucker, Malik Monk, who's on a one-year deal, um, and Austin Reeves as your young pieces. We still haven't seen Kendrick Nunn, so I'm not including him in that list. But you could get some young pieces back to maybe spread around LeBron. Um, and you can get some draft assets, draft capital. Because um, obviously somebody's still going to... I mean, they paid what? They gave Lonzo, uh, Josh Hart, and somebody else. Oh, and Brandon Ingram. Sorry, almost forgot about Slenderman. Um, and like three or four picks for Anthony Davis. I don't know if he'd still get that haul. But you're still probably getting two, two to... Th- Two to three players, maybe two to three picks. Mm-hmm. I would think for him, and honestly, it might benefit them more to trade him. I don't know how easy they would trade him, um, and I also don't know if that's even what they want to do. Like you said, this is probably more uh, news reporting, like speculation, and like just to make conversation. Exactly. But yeah, I honestly think I, if if I'm GM for the Lakers. I'm not not listening to calls. Um, I wouldn't have him as untouchable. If the, I guess I'll leave it with that. I wouldn't have him as untouchable. Um, if somebody sends me a trade offer and it's something I can't refuse, Anthony Davis is as good as gone. Would I be like eager to like be like every team? Hey, what do you want? For, what do you? What would you give me for Anthony Davis? I don't know if I'd go that far, but I definitely wouldn't decline the call. Somebody was calling about Anthony Davis. Kevin O'Connor brought this up today, um, and I thought this was interesting. He brought up a Anthony Davis for Nikola Vucevic and uh, Lonzo Ball trade. Would you do that? I still think that straps you cap-wise. Obviously, you're, that's obviously giving them, instead of one really good player, two really good players. Um, and obviously, and that's also Lonzo back in uh, L.A. Um, like I said... If it's a real like if it's one of those deals that you're like, yeah, Anthony Davis is gone. Um, I don't know if that'd be the one. I'd, I'd think about that one mostly, be, but then then I'd also be like, but I don't want Lonzo and Russ on the same team. Um, uh, yeah, they're gonna move off for us 100. Oh, yeah, yeah, Russ is. So Russ you can you can you can count that as out. Yeah, because it's it's been like there's there's been reports like multiple reports that they they literally want to bench him right now but frank vogel won't listen so if you had like if you extracted russ yeah then i would i would definitely think of that one um i would definitely be sitting there talking with gm lebron being like what's what's your take on vucevic and uh lonzo paul and Mm. because ultimately at the end of the day lebron's the reason that ad is here in the first place or no lebron wasn't there yet when they traded for ad was he uh yeah lebron was there okay lebron was there uh he was there when uh like they he played a full season before they traded for ad because ad um they still had like julius randall Brandon right. Ingram. yeah i forgot julius you remember he was still with those young guns and then the year following they traded they had that huge haul to the pelicans yeah, for yeah, yeah you're right i always forget that julius randall was a laker at some point um, yeah it's crazy yeah if gm lebron i, I don't think with the way the season has gone, I can see LeBron probably being a little more like, yeah, that would work. You know what I mean? Like, he'd be mm. a little more like, yeah. all right, I'm, I'm done kind of trying to get one to two good players and then just have a bunch of scrubs. Like, let's let's get an actual team that we can field eight to ten 
and not have to like struggle every night to win um so yeah if that if that's the only trade that it's offered i'll probably hold on and don't take like i love lonzo and i love Vucevic, but lonzo has been injured this year and so like you haven't really seen him play um and like i said it would still that's like three pretty decent sized contracts um mm-hmm. but like i said I, I would definitely feel calls that how i feel about it is should they trade anthony davis my answer to that is 100 percent because i have been i have always thought anthony davis is incredibly overrated he was fantastic in that championship run two years ago then again that was two years ago i know it doesn't seem like that long but he has not been able to stay on the floor since then he's he's great when he's on the floor but honestly, when I've watched him this year, when he's on the floor, his numbers are, you know, pretty good. But it's not the same dominance I saw, you know, even in New Orleans or in his early years for the Lakers. I just, I don't think he's the same guy. I would 100% trade him. And with the Vucevic thing, right when I first heard that, I would have been like, hell no. But now I kind of sit where you sit, Cooper. It's, I could go either way on it. My, my problem, honestly, wouldn't be with Lonzo as much as it would be Vucevic. Lakers defense right now is absolutely terrible, and so is Nikola Vucevic. He's not a like a defending center. He's an offensive guy. He can stretch the floor. He's great offensively. I think Lonzo alongside LeBron, and I was thinking about, well, you know, LeBron needs shooting. Lonzo is a fucking shooter now. Like he's got a clip on him. Like he's a great shooter now, and so is Vucevic. I'd, I I could go either way on that trade. But if you're just straight up asking me, should the Lakers trade AD in the offseason, I 100% think they should. Yeah, you're a little bit bolder than I am. But <laughs> like I said, if the right call came in, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate. Um, and yes. honestly, the Lakers blowing it up in the offseason might be the only thing they can do. Because um, mm-hmm. you literally have a bunch of guys on the minimum uh, or rookie deals who yeah. aren't really like I mean some of these guys wouldn't even have contracts if they weren't playing for the Lakers um, exactly shoot go ahead and blow it up <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I honestly don't even think it'd like have to be a rebuild I think you could get enough back and my opinion is I think Anthony Davis's stock is going to continue to go down these next few years so I would it's not high right now, but it's just gonna get. It's higher than it could be in two years from now. I would trade it while his stock's high. That's just me, though. I get not blowing it up. You know, he could stay healthy next year and be the exact same guy. And he's he when he's on the floor, he's an incredible player. But it's all about health, and I just have not seen that the past two years. But you know, Joel Embiid in his first two years as a Sixer had to sit out, and he's one of the most dominant big men in the league. But he was young. 80s older now he's uh in his early 30s i think so uh but yeah i don't i don't know it could go either way it's a it's a good question that's why i had to throw it in here no that's a very good question and i don't even know what how old anthony davis is i think yeah i think he's <laughs> yeah, coming up on 30 let's see he's gotta be though he's definitely coming up on 30 i mean dang he's been in the league for almost 10 years that's kind of wild to think about because yeah, i remember him yeah. at uh i remember him at Kentucky. Kentucky. He is bald in a unibrow. This shit was so funny. Twenty-nine years old in five days. So he just yeah. turned twenty-nine. Okay, so he's he'll be thirty next season. Okay. All right, well, we're gonna uh, pivot to some actual good teams now. We're gonna you know end it with a little trivia here. Cooper, there are only three teams with a top ten 
offense and defense this season. There's only three teams that have a top 10 offense and defense this season. Can you name those three teams? The Memphis Grizzlies have to be one of those teams. Um, I don't know if that I don't know about defense, but they're definitely yes, the offense. Memphis. Yep, they're both. They're top 10 offense and yeah, defense. So there's one. You got two more. One's in the West, one's in the East. I think the other West one is probably, um, I'm going to say the Suns. Yep. Two for two. And then one for my more. East one team, I'm going to say the Milwaukee Bucks. Close. The Bucks. No, I said close. You got. Dang. Um, it's not the Heat, is it? It is the Heat. God, three for four? What the hell is this? <laughs> Let's go. Okay. <laughs> My knows the shit. I was gonna heat because I knew defensively they'd be up there. But I knew offensively surprised me. Yeah. I was just concerned about the offense. Yeah. What do you have like the numbers in front of you? I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. I just saw that thanks to Stat Muse. I saw that on their Twitter today. I was like, yeah, oh, that'd be interesting to ask. Uh, okay. I wonder I wonder what the Heat's offense are. I'd be I would no, it is because Honestly, I bet the Bucks are like 11th or through 15 on the offense, so they're probably because I know they're incredible defensively. Mm-hmm. But I'm proud of myself. 75. percent That's that's passing college. Mm-hmm. And we're we're questioning the Grizzlies defensively. Statmuse also uh, tweeted this out: the Grizzlies are leading the league in both steals and blocks. They're on pace to be the third team in NBA history to lead a season in both categories, which I just think is incredible. Yeah. People can't deny it. Uh, them young guns are athletic. Young guns. I love it. Because, you know, D'Anthony Melton gets a million steals a game, and we know how Jaren, how good he is in blocks. He leads the league in total blocks, so it makes sense, I guess. And then uh, Kyle Anderson also finds a way to get, like, four steals a game. So. Slow-mo. <laughs> Dude, some games I love him, and some games... I still don't know how he does it. He was... No, 100%. Some games you're like, why are you still on our team? And then the other games are like, all right, that's why you're still on our team. Because <laughs> like he he's so good, but then some games you're just like, what are you right. doing? All right, Coop, that was it was so refreshing to talk to you again, uh, especially after uh, you being on vacation. I'm so glad you enjoyed it, and I'm so glad we're uh, getting back to normal here. Shout out Phil if you're listening to this. You did a great job last week, but Cooper. Yes, sir. Shout out Phil. We just went 48 minutes on this shit. <laughs> and I like it absolutely flew by as always. Yes, I love it. And I hope you have a great night, my friend. Yes, sir. You too.